Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and this is the third of our trilogy of winners from the Winnovation Pitch Competition. We heard from uh, Dean Menzel uh, from uh, Brantham uh, in the first of the uh, the three editions of this and uh, Dean, of course, won the overall prize. Then we heard last week uh, in the last episode from Linda Sullivan from Knight Ollie and today in this episode you'll be hearing from Julie Doyle. Now, Julie runs a company called Cocoon Business Solutions who had, uh, the, like everybody else, their challenges uh, in 2020, how they adapted to that, has finished up uh, winning the Adaptability Prize at the Winnovation Pitch Competition for a new idea that uh, Julie has got for her business. So we'll find out all about Julie, all about the business, all about how she fared through 2020 on this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. With thanks, of course, to the Committee for Wyndham. And you can jump on the Facebook page or the website and find out all the programs that are on offer for the uh, Committee for Wyndham. The ones you uh, can get involved with, uh, what's coming up, the events, everything you need to know is there, including, of course, some uh, previous episodes of this podcast if you'd like to have a listen to some of those. But enjoy today meeting Julie Doyle. Julie, congratulations on your win in the uh, in the Winnovation Pitch Competition. Well done. Thank you very much for that. Yes, it was very exciting. Uh, so tell us about the process of why you entered, I guess, in the first place. The City of Wyndham Council are actually incredibly supportive of small business and I used their website quite a lot last year throughout COVID, not just for myself but my clients and I, I noticed that they started promoing the pitch competition and I wanted to launch a new product that I had come up with and I haven't needed to really pitch for nearly 20 years. So I thought some a coaching would actually be really good to get myself back in the groove of pitching and so I thought I'll give it a go. So I applied and was lucky enough to be accepted and then we, we had these number of weeks of lovely coaching and then got to do the competition. So tell us about your business first up and then the, uh, the, the sort of new sidelight that you developed during the COVID period. Um, I run a business called Cocoon Business Solutions and we are a bookkeeping and business management consulting business. So we're kind of a, a bit of a sort of a one-stop shop for your accounts and your day-to-day business management. I have a background in managing businesses and decided uh, when I had children that, that you know, flitting around the world being a CEO wasn't going to be um, useful to my child anymore. So I yeah. kind of cut back and started the business up then under my own name. And then as we got bigger and bigger and I bought on a team of people, I felt it was more important that we talk about the team in general. Um, so we rebranded to Cocoon Business Solutions. And um, yeah, it's been going very, very well. We've been in the Wyndham area for over 20 years now. So it's actually quite exciting. Now, the award you won was the Adaptability Prize, which if you weren't adaptable in 2020, uh, your business was in big trouble. Is that is that basically what you found out? Um, yeah. we we To be to- totally honest, the bookkeeping side and the man- management consulting actually got busier. And the reason it got busier is because of things like JobKeeper and government grants yeah. and those sorts of things. And we, we had to support cl- our client base to be able to access what they needed to access in terms of funding to keep them going. And we then also sat with them and discussed with them about 
you know, I hate the word pivoting, but that's exactly what we needed to get them to do, was to try and go as digital as possible to continue to have a sales income funnel coming through. And as we were having discussions with with most of them, I started to realise that a lot of them didn't have business plans in place and therefore they weren't as agile to be able to pivot quickly. So... As I'm watching this, I started working with a few of them on putting business plans together so that they had contingency written into their business practices. And um, that then brought up this idea of actually doing some business planning workshops. And that's where the adaptability for me came in, excuse me, as we started to work out, well, okay, how can we bring a group of people in to actually help them to actually develop really solid business plans that they can um, use as living, breathing documents. And that's that's what my pitch was all about, was starting the workshops, which we're going to be doing that in May, and talking to people about why they need to have a business plan. Yeah. A business plan is a really interesting thing because as much as you can have a template, everyone has an individual requirement or, or many individual requirements in their, in their own business, peculiar often to their business. Yeah, that's correct. That's 100% spot on. That's why it's it's a two-step process with the with the uh, program we're putting in place. So you'll do some workshops with us um, over five weeks, so two hours on a Wednesday night uh, for five weeks, and then you'll actually have a one-on-one session with me, sort of um, financial planning, uh, not financial planning, a business planning session with me, and. Because of where I've come from and what I've done and the experience I've got, by the time you and I sit down to have that conversation, I'll know pretty much just as much as your, about your business as hopefully you do. So I'll be able to actually work with you to make sure that what information you've put into that plan is relevant uh, to your growth and um, how you're going to grow. So it's great that I want to know what your dreams and goals are, but I also need to get you to understand, well, what what do I actually have to do to get there? Because yeah. um, if you're just going to sit back and think it's going to grow uh, organically without you putting a bit of sunshine and water on it, um, that's that's my job is to tell you that's not going to work unless you, you do it some other way. So, yeah, that's, that's the... The really key bit, I think, because you're right, every business plan is actually idiosyncratic to your business. And so by having that one-on-one with me at the very end and really ripping through what you've put together, um, we can make sure that it's the best plan you can possibly have. A lot of people I know in, in business actually don't know that much about their own business really when you sit down and kind of get to the nuts and bolts and the nitty-gritty of it all. Is that is that something you find when you go through that they go, oh, I didn't realise I spent that much on paper? Yeah, absolutely. And it's really funny. We have got bigger during uh, the last 14 months and we've brought on a lot of new clients who have realised that they need help because COVID kind of really put them in a tailspin. And when you sit down with them and talk to them about cash flow management and things like that and you pull all their data together and they're, they're, they're quite in shock at times like, Really? I do that? I didn't know I did that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can be uh, it can be an enlightening process and I think that's why people really need to do it is you really need to do un- to understand what you're doing in your business so that you know how you are going to achieve what your outcomes are that you want to achieve. It's really important. Yeah, one of the things that COVID might have done is actually shake up the way we go about doing these kinds of things. Absolutely, uh, definitely. And I've got 
I've got clients who did successfully move their businesses online and are in financially a better position now than they were before. They've gone back to their bricks and mortar, but they are continuing to do their online trading. And so they now have two sources of income coming in, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, And it means that if we like we did a couple of weeks ago, go into that sort of five-week um, circuit breaker, they were able to just go straight back to being online again. And so they didn't lose that sales funnel, that sales income funnel, which is key. That's absolutely key. Were you surprised that uh, there was this gap in the marketplace that, that people didn't have uh, this in, in place already? Um, it really is interesting. There are a lot of people out there who are doing business planning, but I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs who are coming into the market – they think that they need to do a business plan so that they've got an idea of what they're doing. But, you know, a business plan can be five pages or 500 pages, really. But I don't think they really understood that it actually needs to be a living, breathing document and guide you forward to achieve what you want to achieve. It's like a survive to thrive kind of document. And so I, that's what I kind of found, I think, that a lot of people thought, oh, I have to, you know, to get the banks, I know I have to kind of do my ABN application and do this bit and this bit, but they didn't understand that they need to pull it together into a concise kind of document that they can just pull on and off the shelf, you know, every couple of months to have a review. So, Julie, it's it's not a, a, a per se a, a financial template as much as it is a, almost a philosophical template of, of uh, what you where your business is going? Is that what we're doing here? No, it's actually a mixture of both because yeah. uh, your business plan has to have your financial cash flow goals in it and so it actually it is philosophical from the wordy point of view because you you have to if you want to use that document to gain investors or go to the banks and get financing you've got to have the words in there and that's your philosophy about your business but you also have to have reviewers well who is my competitor in my industry really what is my industry depending on what your products and service listings are you may Cross industries, so you've got to work that out as well, and you also then need to look at your competitors in each of those vertical markets as well. Um, but the financials are a key part of the business plan, so yeah. you really do have to have both ends of the spectrum in there. Is it a, is it a case of being you know working smarter rather than working harder? Yeah, yeah, and and by getting that knowledge, I think that helps people to do that. Yeah, yeah. So by putting putting down on in paper or on the screen or however you want to do it, your philosophies about your business, your understanding of your knowledge of your industry, your competitors and your financial goals, I think then it does make you know how to get to A and B, not via Z. What did you uh, learn about your business uh, in, in doing all this, uh, you know, putting the, this pitch together? Did you learn stuff about your own business? What are you doing that? Yeah, we. We learnt that we actually were were a bigger support network than we thought we were. As a bookkeeper, you always rely on accountants to to do the end work because mm. they need to lodge returns and tax returns and things like that. So, as a bookkeeping business, we found that uh, that our skill set was actually a bit deeper than probably what a lot of people thought we were. So the fact that we were able to support them to to pivot or, or grow or um, think of other ideas outside of the square that they were in, that was something that I found was really quite 
spark in my business. And so that's where the business planning really came to life for me. I thought, well, if we can actually uh, structure this for clients, this is the way that we can actually um, cement that support. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the coaching sessions that you went to as part of the uh, the, the program before you actually did the picture. What did you, you take out of those? Oh, they were fantastic because um, my business, uh, I've been very fortunate. Uh, my business has been based on referrals and we've grown through um, word of mouth a lot. But I knew that this new new product was going to need to go out to people I've never met before and who don't know who I am. Yeah. And so I went in with that mindset. but. The, the the way that these guys, um, Thomas and Geordie, structured the coaching sessions was fantastic because they kind of ramped you up. They built you up from the beginning to the end and they gave you such a beautiful structure on how to draw up your pitch to engage and get your message across, you know, to touch someone's uh, what they call passion points or pain points and to, to close out the potential sale, and so it was. It was brilliant. I, I would highly recommend it to anyone in the community. Look out for it going forward because they'll be doing it every year. And I would strongly recommend gives you the confidence to move forward in that area. That's for sure. So obviously, twenty twenty, as much as a tough year, it's a year where you've had to obviously to use that horrible word, and I must have annoyed the hell out of me too. Pivot, uh, but you, <laughs> you've sort of pivoted your business and uh, and and re re energised yourself. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, we we did re-energise ourselves because we we started to realise what we really mean to our client base, which yeah. was fantastic. Because sometimes you just you're so busy just doing, you just don't realise um, the effect that you're having at the other end. And so it was great to know that we were actually having a really positive effect on on our client base. And we were, can I just say, we were actually physically and emotionally exhausted at times because we were listening to some quite sad stories at times about people's situations, and yeah. that was really quite telling. Um, but I, I got to sort of about October when things were starting to, to reopen again, and I'm like, wow, we actually did it, and we did not lose uh-huh. one client on our list. It was so exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a bit of re-energizing towards the end of the year, not quite so much in the middle of the year. Has it, uh, has it dramatically changed your business in terms of the structure of, uh, of uh, one-on-one contact and, and, and virtual contact? Are you, are you now marrying those two together more than you obviously did uh, 12, 12 months ago? Um, absolutely. We are doing more more Zoom work than ever before um, than we had because we. my philosophy is that we need to connect. When we're talking about cash flow management, we need to connect with that person and we can't be in the car driving everywhere and we have a couple of clients interstate so we can't really be traveling or else we're losing processing time so so yeah zoom and teams and all the others have sort of become our friend absolutely the efficiency that we now uh, sort of and i guess the preciousness that we have about our time and the time we spend in a car driving from point a to point b has become a little more it's one of the things we've kind of clocked in and i think benefited from because we don't spend that hour of going from A to B, we actually sit in front of a computer and talk to a person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It it is. It it means that we are getting through so much more in a day by not sitting in a car, travelling, doing nothing, and so it makes us more sort of effective and efficient at the same time. Which is really, it's actually quite key in my business, to be totally honest. Because you know, there's only so many hours in the day, but there's a lot of work to be done to meet deadlines for you know things like JobKeeper lodgements and BAS lodgements and things like that. 
That uh, that working with government departments, uh, which you, which you obviously do and had to do a lot more of in the last twelve months, was that the tedious part of the uh, the equation? Yeah, it can be. the The sitting on hold is the tedious part. The actual <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the um the communication is actually really quite valuable. And my like, I spent a lot of time on the phone to the tax office last year, and. I, I empathised with them because they were there to help me and I needed their help. And But they were under the pump terribly because, mm. you know, I, I'm repeated, you know, multiple times around the country. And so to be hearing from people like me plus, you know, small business owners themselves, um, it was there. I, I, I didn't envy people working in the ATO, I'd have to admit. But, um, yeah, the tedious bit was there, yeah, sitting on hold, unfortunately. Julie, your call is important to us and we will get to you in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, an, with annoying music going, bling, bling, bling. yeah, no, That's it's, it. yeah, so, oh, no. You really, you do feel, you do feel like you've, 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 someone's transported you into some sort of, you know, dungeon of, uh, of horror. Um, when you when you did the pitch, I mean, a lot of people listening to this who, who may be thinking about getting involved in this competition for next year. How um, how nerve wracking was that for you to stand up in front of a, a bunch of people and and do the pitch for your business? Was that was that something you you felt really prepared for because of the coaching? Oh, I, de- I definitely felt prepared because of the coaching. There's no doubt about it. But I'll be honest with you. Like I've, <laughs> I've been overseas in speaking in front of people and I'm always nervous when I get up to speak. But I actually, I like to speak to people because uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a human and I like to connect with human, other humans. Um, but they, they do because of the way that they, the coaching sessions run and the way that they structure it and they ramp it up to get you to the point of, um, okay, you're ready to go. It was, I had everything ready in front of me. And so I would highly recommend if you are someone who has to do selling on a day by day basis, it's, it's really worth your while actually to go and get this level of coaching and seriously look out for it next year because it's so valuable. It's really valuable. A business uh, in general has taken a bit of a hit. We, we, you know, we're all aware of that. Uh, you, you've been uh, in the Wyndham area now for over 20 years. Uh, are you confident about uh, you know, resurgence in the area that we'll get through the next sort of 12 months and, and be back and bouncing again? Absolutely. I'm actually really buoyant. And my word for 2021 is optimism. And, and I'm sticking with that because I, as I said, I've got over 80 clients on my list and we didn't lose anyone. And so I am super confident that if you've got the drive and the enthusiasm to, to recover and rebuild, it's there for the taking. It really is. Well, the adaptability prize, I reckon it's one of the, uh, the out, of, out of 2020, that must be one of the most prized uh, prizes because you had to be, we all had to be adaptable in our own way. Uh, some were more successful than others, but clearly uh, your business has, uh, has done very well in that area. Um, thank you. Yeah, you're right. Um, we all had to be adaptable yeah, across a range of areas. And, and I, I was probably fortunate because of technology that our ability to, to work from home was made easier by the, the use of technology. So I had team, you know, my team were then obviously split in their various homes in Hoppers and Werribee and, um, you know, Canley and stuff like that. So we were all able to connect on Zoom every day to touch base. So I need to check in on their emotional well-being as yeah. well as their ability to get the jobs done. So um, I'm grateful for the fact that you have that level of technology to be adaptable. But for those that 
didn't kind of need that type of adaptability. There was all these other methodologies that you could potentially use. So, you know, if you if you were retail and you didn't particularly have a lot, an online store straight away, you could go to the phones and start doing phone you know, um, selling and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there was there were lots of people who did very clever things in 2020, that's for sure. Lots of people who found skills they didn't know they had or honed the that's skills correct. that they had and used them used them uh, really, really well. One thing I wanted to ask you, yep. Julie, uh, always intrigued by where the, a business name comes from. Where did yours come from, Cocoon Business Solutions? Well, it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> we actually went through a bit of a, a branding um workshop with my team and we also ended up then once we did that branding workshop in-house we then actually went out to a branding manager and in that conversation with the team the things about nurturing and care and embracing of our client base kept coming up all the time and someone actually said the word cocooning you like Julie you like to cocoon the clients and that kind of then resonated, and so when we went out to the brand manager, they're like, "Yep, we can we can take this. This is absolutely you." Um, so yeah, it was, and it was funny. One of the the judges actually mentioned that he said, "You've chosen a great brand." So uh, yeah, that's kind of where that came from. Oh, good stuff. Well, congratulations on the award. Well done on uh, obviously uh, getting through the the year from hell and and heading into an optimistic year in in twenty twenty one. Thanks for your time on the Talking Window <laughs> podcast. No problem at all. Thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. My thanks to Julie Doyle from Cocoon Business Solutions for her time on the podcast and also congratulations once again on the Adaptability Prize at this year's Winnovation Pitch Competition. The three ladies we've heard from in the last three episodes, uh, terrific business people, great stories to tell and have really enjoyed having them on the podcast in the last few weeks. Don't forget if you want to find out what the Committee for Wyndham is all about, including details maybe of the next Winnovation Pitch Competition, uh, you can do that by jumping on the Facebook page or on the website. Until then, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Talk to you next time on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.